0: Welcome to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners. I'm your host, Maureen Warbach. This episode is sponsored by my membership community called The Exchange. The Exchange is a membership website that has group practice business development resources, it has pre recorded trainings every month live Q&As by myself and three other experts in the field so you can get your one-on-one questions answered, Facebook live trainings, accountability groups, and expert interviews. We've got a ton of resources and new things are added to the library every single month. Learn more and sign up at www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you in there. Today, I want to talk about provisional therapists and interns. And I'm going to preface by explaining the difference in the way that we here in Illinois see it, since I know that many of you are listening from all around the U.S. and in some of the other countries. So your definition may be a little different from mine, so I want to start off by kind of explaining mine. Here in Illinois, interns are people who are still in their master's or doctorate program who need to do an internship or practicum. To get their hours done so that they can graduate, so that's interns here. They're unpaid. They have to do it for their schooling, and they can potentially go to group practices or private practices to do their internship. Provisionally licensed therapists here in Illinois are LPCs. I know in other states, LPC is actually fully licensed. So here, uh, provisional therapists are those that can't practice independently in private practice or anywhere else, and they're fully they're licensed. And they're graduated from college, but they're just not fully licensed yet. So they're provisionally licensed and have that uh, first license to be able to practice, but just not independently. And they need that two thousand hours or so of supervision while working before that they can get their uh, before they can test to take their fully licensed uh, test. So that's the difference in here in Illinois. So when I say provisional and intern, you'll know what I mean, and you can just. Um, interchange the word with whatever it is that you guys use wherever you're at. So I want to start with um, some of the things because I see a lot of questions being asked about hiring provisionally licensed therapists or interns because um, there is this overall sense that it's a little bit easier since they can't practice independently. Um, It's easier to find people who aren't fully licensed yet who want to work in a private practice and need to have hours for supervision and Interns who are still in school and needing to get a certain amount of hours so that they can graduate. There's a difference between the two. And I want to talk a little bit about how you need to look at the structure and system that you would set up if you decided to bring on one or the other uh, versus having someone who's fully licensed. It looks very different. And I also want to go over some of the considerations because I think people jump in very quickly into hiring a provisional therapist or an intern and they don't fully think through some of the things that's important to think about um, before hiring them. So the first thing to think about is your time. In both of these scenarios for provisional or interns, you, you or your supervisor, if you have a supervisor in your group practice, if you're, as the group practice owner, smaller and maybe still the one that provides supervision, then it's your time. If you have someone who's a supervisor or clinical director, then it would be their time, but you're likely paying for it. You want to first and foremost know that that time, whether it's yours or someone else's, doing that supervision is worth money. And obviously with a provisionally licensed therapist or an intern, they're not directly paying you for the supervision that they get, they often get that as a bonus to working in your practice. And so when thinking about structuring your pay scale for clients and what they pay to see a provisionally licensed therapist or intern, you want to take into account the fact that your time is worth money when you're supervising them. And if you're the one providing supervision, I know that it's the survival trap um, of wanting to not pay someone else to provide supervision and you do it because then it's air quotes, free, but your time is worth money and you should definitely make sure that you are allocating a certain amount of money for your supervision, even if they're not paying for it, but that you can put that into consideration when you're coming up with the fees to charge clients to see them so that you're getting enough extra income to cover the fact that you have to spend at least one hour a week. But as we all know, anyone who's had provisionally licensed therapists or interns, it's often two, sometimes two and a half if it's uh, someone who's really, really green and likes to get that extra support, could potentially be two to three hours a week of supervision per person. And so you want to make sure that you're not getting into that survival trap of thinking that it's less money if you do it, because in actuality, your time is worth money. And as a business owner, there's a, a lot of other things you could be doing if you're not going to get paid for doing supervision. So the first thing I want you to do is is make sure that you – or someone you have as a supervisor or clinical director that you're thinking about and taking into consideration the time investment that is required in having a provisionally licensed therapist or intern. Because what I see often is the assumption that it'll be one hour a week, and it's more than that. And then the business owner becomes resentful and thinks this person is too much work is too much in need of handholding. And as in many things, when we hire people and we train them, we assume we tell them once they should know it all and sort of be independent. And in the case of having a provisional or a licensed therapist or an intern, you're really that front person that's helping them in shape the future of therapists by uh, having them work for you. And so you want to take that seriously and make sure that you have the time to be able to invest in that. And the other side of the coin there is that you're also then being compensated for that. And so you want to make sure that when you're coming up with that fee structure for clients, that it takes that into consideration. Don't skip over it. I know it's an easy thing to want to skip over and just be able to hire that first person or hire that um, intern so that you can start filling them up. But you want to make sure that you're thinking about the cost that clients are going to be paying for that intern. I come from a background in terms of how I do it in my group practice. Uh, When we do take interns, for me, it is not meant to cover, it's not meant to um, provide revenue, extra revenue or passive income for the business. It's truly as a way to give back to the community. And so our sliding scales go pretty low and it's just enough to cover my clinical director in providing supervision. And that's it. But I want to say that this is I can do this because I have a large group practice. And if this is something where you want to be able to still have a passive income stream, there's a few other things that you want to think about. One is the cost of the office. The office space that that person is using, you're paying rent on. And so, again, in coming up with that fee structure, and if it's a provisionally licensed therapist, you're going to be paying them as well. So... Um, with interns, it might be uh, slightly easier since you're not paying. But again, there it could be a little bit harder to fill an intern than it is to pro- fill a provisionally licensed therapist. Um, so you want to take that into consideration. But you want to look first at the office space and how much that office space costs you, because if this person is working, let's say, twenty hours a week, that's twenty hours less that a fully licensed therapist who can bring you in a little bit more revenue. Um, in a in a sense, right? A fully licensed therapist can be on insurance panels and can charge one hundred and fifty plus dollars, whereas a provisionally licensed therapist typically is less. I know there are some group practices who have provisional therapists who are charging the same. It's not very common um, for them to charge the same as a fully licensed therapist. Um, but it is possible. But you want to look at what the cost of that office space is and and know the value of your office space before you think about hiring someone that's provisional or an intern. And that actually goes, it's the same case for a fully licensed therapist. You really should know the value or the cost of each office and how much you expect that office to bring, be bringing in revenue-wise. That's how I look at it. Um, it's just... Not that numbers are that important. All, all of you guys know I'm a metrics person. I like to see what's working and what's not. But you really want to know that you're fully utilizing the office in as much of a capacity as you can because there are expenses that are connected with having an office space and we can't be doing everything without you know, taking a look at what things would cost. So, Um, Aside from thinking about your time or your clinical director or supervisor's time in providing that service of supervision, you also want to look at what the cost is to have that provisional therapist or intern. And some of those things include looking at the office space and what that room is going to cost, having their butts in those seats in that office, and also the cost of some of the operating expenses that are tied to that provisional therapist or intern, things like the EHR that they'll be in. Um, malpractice insurance, if they're, if they're added on your phone lines, if they have their own uh, cell phone or something that you're covering, all of those things you want to think about and bundle that in so you can get a round cost for every month. This is what you want to be sure to be making at minimum. And that just literally covers the basics. That's no profits at all from that position. Um, and obviously we ha- we're in a business and there needs to be a little bit of profit. Otherwise, why are we taking the risk of having a group practice without any profit so it, what i'm explaining here is really the bare bones minimum if you're covering the cost of the space that they're using at that time their operating expenses and the supervision time that's uh, required of them then and things like marketing the time you spend marketing and all of that then you're at a at a baseline of zero. You're at least not losing, which there are many, many group practice owners who hire a provisionally licensed therapist or intern and actually lose money on in having that. And that's just because they didn't fully think out these things before they hired them. Now, now you have a, a sense of what you need to cover and you can figure out how many hours they're going to be working and kind of work backwards from there to see what is that rate that you need to be charging clients. And if you're charging clients, but also um, needing to um, pay that provisional therapist, if it's not an intern, then again, you're going to have to take that into consideration to figure out how much do you really want to be paying them? And is that when you pay them that amount, is it still covering the cost of those expenses and your time and providing still some amount of profit? So those are my first things that I think are really important to kind of consider before moving into the route of bringing on provisionally licensed therapists or interns. The other thing is for provisional therapists is that there are some insurances that cover having or allow provisionally licensed therapists to panel. Now, it varies state by state, so I can't tell you what which ones allow and which ones don't. They they all change based on wherever you're at. But one of the things that I suggest doing is taking a look at the major insurances in your area. If you are wanting to have that provisional therapist taking insurance and to call each one and ask if they allow provisionally licensed therapists to panel. The thing you don't want to do is not panel them and just bill under supervisor because that's fraudulent billing. I know a lot of people do it, um, but as you guys know, I like to promote ethical ways of running your business. So be sure to contact each insurance company and ask first. I know At the time of this recording here in Illinois, Aetna and Blue Cross PPO both allow provisionally licensed therapists to panel with them. And then you still are billing under supervisor, but those people are paneled. So you want to make sure that you're asking first if that's possible. And if it is, like I said, I think in most states there's at least one that does allow it. I'm sure there are some that don't, but it's a great way to get the ball rolling on allowing them to get clients a little more quickly um, if that's something that's important to you for provisional therapists. I understand as a full fee practice, you might not be taking it, um, but it's something that I think is important to have in the back of your mind because there's a lot of people who don't realize that provisional therapists can actually be on some insurance panels um, depending on where you're at. So it's just a great thing to have in your back pocket if you find that it's really hard to get clients to see a provisional therapist versus a fully licensed therapist. Um, If you're a part of my membership community, The Exchange I do have a, a training on our face private Facebook page that talks about ways to get um, people in the door for your provisionally licensed therapists and interns. So if you want a little bit more training on that, just head over to members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com backslash exchange and sign up. And um, otherwise, hopefully this was a good little snippet on interns and provisional therapists and considerations you should have before hiring one. Talk to you later. tuning in.